Howdy, everybody. Welcome back. It's Play Games Lose Friends. This time, I will say I am Ryan here with Ken instead of I'm here with Ryan. Uh, this one's a little more organized. It is Monday, November 28th, 2022, and it is the week before PAX. All is quiet. On the PAX front. <laughs> on the, pa- on the, the eve of PAX. We're getting very close to PAX Unplugged 2022. We can't wait. And we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to go through uh, the games that we're going to bring along with us this year, as well as the games we're going to look out for at the convention and likely bring home with us if, if we can find them. So we're also going to talk a little bit about what we played. And this should be a shorter episode because I know uh, BackBot's been – all quiet on the Western front for, for me at least. Uh, well, there was Black Friday. So. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. And Cyber Monday was today, so you probably yeah. did some damage. But, yeah, I only purchased one thing through all of those, so my list is short. I'm excited to hear if we can dub in more cha-ching sounds for you. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm going to be needing to do that. I might have to dig up that sound clip. So so how have you yeah. been, buddy? How's, how's games treating you since – Last time we saw each other, which feels like a long time ago. It has been a little bit. But yes, games are good. Um, again, a lot more purchasing, a lot more reviewing, a lot more backing, a lot more watching than playing. But, you know, it happens. We'll get there. And That's a, lot, what- a lot more Marvel snapping, let's be honest. There's yes, a lot of that going on. Yes, Marvel. I, I, I'm struggling, man. I, I made a whole new deck with the Bifrost uh, location. That got Movement me to 58. Deck. Yep, that got me to 58. Then they switched to Bifrost. Now I'm back to 57. So I'm struggling. Uh, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm sitting at 64. I'm Ew. trying to push through to get that fucking variant. But I just don't want to cheat and do the same deck as you. <laughs> but it's not really, it's you know, it's deck. against. I know, but it's, you know, it's not, it's not about the deck. It's about the player. <laughs> Well, apparently I'm better. No, We're that's what go I'm off saying. Of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I th- I think you could do just fine with it. I think it's just uh, it's what you run into. It's like any any game you play online. It's your opponent's uh, luck of the draw. There is, is a big part of it. Uh, back to board games, though. <laughs> so before before we go into what we played, uh, why don't we do our our usual shout outs for uh, our our adventurous friends over at. Uh, Drunken Disordered. Yes. So they released, uh, I believe it's their 12th episode. So um, Almost out of Baker's Dozen. Yeah. They're, they're chugging along. Uh, and I ran into the two of the three hosts, uh, I guess, on Friday, I think. Yeah, Friday. Um, and we talked about maybe finding uh, a collaboration episode or a, or a joint podcast for us to come in. Hopefully in the near future, maybe 2023. But uh, they are drunk and disordered. Uh, it is a Kings of War podcast. They chalked a lot of content into this last episode, um, including a spicy debate on halflings versus hobbits, or what's the difference, or <laughs> is there a difference? I don't know. I didn't get to. I, I, not going to lie. I'm I'm listening to it tomorrow. So, um, but uh, I'm excited. But that's drunk and disordered, a Kings of War podcast. Back to the commute tomorrow. Is that why? Yep. Back to the commute. Yeah. We had a good stretch there of, of working from our home offices and, uh, God, I can't wait to get back to that because that commute just don't want to do it. Uh, let's hop into games. So we, we played, uh, one game last time we had a game night. 
Well, a very painful instance of five-player <laughs> Ankh, which we'll start talking about, and then we can get into the stuff we played separately. So why don't we just rip the Band-Aid off and discuss how utterly miserable that experience was? <laughs> well, let me let me preface this by asking you a question related to that game. How yes. many games of Marvel Snap were you able to complete during the length of that Ankh game? I think I got 10 ranks uh, <laughs> while we played. So, I mean, that's not necessarily relative about how many. That f- probably was um, 15 rounds. <laughs> Good like Lord. Because um, I, I, <clears throat> I'm one of those people who, I if I'm not engaged – uh, in a game, I have to occupy my mind or I will um, just yeah, become leave. a miserable human being at the table, um, more so than normal, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had to occupy my time. Uh, there were some 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 long turns um, in, in Ankh that made it – was it six hours, That's this one, six hours? No, it wasn't that long. We started at like – Roughly seven. We were done. So close to five hours. We're okay. done a little before midnight. All right. It felt felt longer, but uh- <laughs> it felt like an eternity. It felt like an absolute friggin' eternity. Yeah. Uh, this is the first. I think it's the first time we played at five. Yes. I don't. I, mean, yes. I haven't played at five, and I don't think you've played at five. Nope. And while I really like the game at four, I will never play it at five again. I don't think without turn timers because. Mm-hmm. It just, if, if you, it's one of those games where you can plan your turn out ahead of time and not a whole lot will change between your last turn and your current turn. Like there'll be some board state changes. There'll be some actions that are kind of obvious that people are going to take because they want the event that's going to happen. Yeah. But, or, or they're trying to get the, the monsters on their team. Yeah, exactly. You know? But, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on anybody we were playing with because I don't think it was like one individual that caused this. We just had some really long turns that just like killed the tempo of the game. And I don't think I'd play it at five again. That being said, like it came down to the wire in some respects with scoring to the point where like the end was exciting, but the buildup to get there just took so long with like, we didn't really take breaks. We didn't really like goof off too much. Like we normally do with some stuff. Yeah. And it still took almost five hours. So, yeah. It's such a good game, but not at that player count. I don't think that's that's the right player count. And I, I think it's still best at two. It's not good at three. It's very good at four. And it's awful at five. Just too long. Yeah, I would agree. Um, now, I don't know. Maybe five players when you know the gods you're playing, maybe, inside and out. Could help, maybe, yeah, maybe be a bit more speedier. You know, I still but, feel like you need timers. Um, but you know, I, I like agree. Shouldn't I agree? You shouldn't need more than sixty seconds for your turn in most cases, right? Like not counting conflicts. I think conflicts no, no, are, no, no, no. You, and you that's shouldn't. where a lot of the delay comes. You picking cards and stuff like that. But even then, you're pretty clear per region ahead of time, like what you're going to pick. And the political cards and the the priests add a little bit of complexity, but not enough to like truly slow it down that much. At least I think you, you might be onto something with the gods, but I, I don't know if it would knock off that much time. It still felt like 
<laughs> felt like forever. And I never want to do it again. <laughs> and unless we have time, like turn time limits, I'm not, I'm not going to propose that we try five player again, but we tried it. And uh, congratulations to uh, to Brad who came down with the victory. I think you were a very close second, only a few points behind, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, he he, I he had one battle where he just earned more points, and uh, and and it's funny because you know as you as you pointed out, I was playing two different games uh, during <laughs> the time, and uh, I was definitely focused in 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 Marvel Snap, but um, still hanging in there with uh, Ankh and actually thinking i was gonna win like i was gonna be a little bit more arrogant than i normally am about like oh i played moral snap and i beat you guys at this game but yeah. uh, brad snuck it out um with that last battle um if i had gone another turn i don't know if he would have got me i think i would have pulled ahead um but yeah he had that one dwarf monster hidden up in the one corner where the pyramid was and that helped push him to like yeah. an extra two or two to four points which was the difference i think but uh, he's he's now two for two on Eric Lang games. I mean, we get Rising Sun in front of him. He's probably going to complete the trilogy. Yeah, we're not going to play that with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't I'm know. If, so, yeah. I, well, that one's supposed to be like uh, area control, but with a lot of negotiation, and that terrifies me with that group. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this one has it. It, it actually, um, and again, I've never played either. Just owned everything, but. Um, it definitely feels like <laughs> it has right. checks out has <laughs> checks all the boxes. <laughs> um, uh, it, it feels like it has aspects of blood rage and of Ankh, but then yeah. adding that other mechanic of you know po- politics in there. So who knows? Maybe we'll get to try it. Well, you own soon. it. Kirby yeah, owns soon. it. Some point in time, I'll probably own it. Maybe I don't know some point in time and i'll be the same way it'll just sit in the shelf but i'll own it uh, yeah you know whatever <laughs> uh what else did you get to in other than almost six or five or six hours of your boredom <laughs> so um the only other game i got to play um was green team wins um it was again i think my number one game from gen con or anticipated at Gen Con or Essen or whatever it was. It was, yes. Uh, and Miniature Market got delayed their shipment. So I canceled my order with them. Uh, and then I went to the friend local game store because uh, they still had it in stock. They hit it. They, they put it aside for me. I went in and picked it up. Um, great, great store. Uh, great guy. Um, but uh, got to play it uh, with... I think there was eight or Six nine people. Oh wow! Um, so it uh, it was a smash hit with with the people that we played with, and uh, some people actually were like, "Oh, well, I, I need this game immediately. We need to have it at our family." I was like, <laughs> "Okay." So I got them the link um, to go buy it, but um, uh, it might it might make the bag just because it might be a nice little. Silly game to end the night or start the day. Um, but uh, that's Green Team Wins, uh, which, if you're not familiar, is a party game where if you're on the green team, you're winning and you're always scoring more points. Um, and if you are 
on the green team, which means that the answer that you've given to a word ca- uh, word card um, is in the majority. So, like, uh, you know, there's three different types of cards. It's pick this or pick that. There's a multiple choice, and then there's a fill in the blank. And everyone writes down their answer on a little whiteboard. Uh, and then you flip over, and whatever the majority answer is, that's the correct answer. And if you're on the green team, you get more points. If you're on the orange team, you come to green. And if you were uh, on the green but didn't get it right, then you go to orange. Uh, and again, it's just a simple, silly, little fun game. Um, 15 rounds, plays in about t- t- 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops. No matter how many people, you know. So, uh, highly recommend it. Uh it was it was a lot of fun. I think a lot of different groups would enjoy it. Um, we were actually joking about uh, this coming to Rob Miss and finding out how to play it for money, um, <laughs> where maybe you 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 know you throw a dollar in in the pot and whoever has the most the highest points at the end gets the pot. Um, so it's kind of funny. We always find a way to make gambling part of everything. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad, but. Usually at least a few people leave happy. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Anything else you get in? Oh, you said that was the only one. <clears throat> yeah, that was the only other game I got to play uh, since we since we taped last. Um, it's been, like I said, it's been it's been tough with the holidays back to back. And yep. uh, obviously Marvel Snap came out and also uh, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. So those things have been <laughs> taking precedence. So. Well, I got a, uh, I got. A couple games in. I played uh, So Clover this past weekend for the third time. Uh, yeah, I know so you and Clover I tried is so it good before. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Uh, it's tough. Depends who you're playing with. Uh, I played with Joe and, and my sister, and, and Joe prefaced it by saying he can't spell, and it turns out neither of them can spell very well. Uh, so that made it more interesting. But yeah, it was fun. Good game, very good party game, and, and definitely one that makes you think hard. So that's kind of fun, too, when you actually want to. Uh, I also got Dice Throne Santa vs. Krampus in, finally, and got a chance to sit down with my son and play a game, and got my ultimate off as Santa on the third turn, and he just walked away from the table. So have not gotten to play a full game of, of Santa vs. Krampus yet, but uh, quality of it is super nice. As always, it's really well done. There's some foil cards in there. The, uh, you know, the mechanics for Krampus are really neat. Uh, he kind of gives away, he has these like misfit toys that he can use, um, nice. to do certain things, which is cool. Santa gets eggnog as a buff, which he can pound to do a bunch of random stuff. So, uh, typical dice thrown. It's really fun and, and creative. And, you know, once again, they create characters that just don't play like anything else. So cheers to that. Uh, and I also got mind management in and got a, a little demo game going. Just wanted to try it myself to kind of see how everything works. That is a really interesting hidden movement game. Um, mm. It's very tough and you can basically just continue to expand on the game with this, uh, what is it? The slip system or something like that. I can't remember shift system. That's what it is. Shift system. The box comes with like a dozen of these little tiny, um, smaller containers and half of them are split up between the rogue agents and half of them are split up between the recruiter who is the one you're trying to track down if you're the rogue agent team and it modifies the game in different ways and adds new cards. There's a lot of replayability in that box. So 
looking forward to getting that to the table with more people and trying it out at some point in time. But yeah, other than five hours of Ankh, I didn't really get a ton of games in. That was pretty much the extent of it. Uh, but we had a good time playing all that stuff. And uh, I did try Cubitos with, with my wife and sister and Joe, and goddamn, they hated it. They absolutely hated it. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies could not enjoy it at all. Uh, and Joe and I were like, all right, we'll just stop since you hate it, and we just gave up. So that was that. So that was Cubitos, even though I still think that's an underrated game. All right. Uh, we're going to PAX Friday, and we play games all weekend. We go to the show Poor Friday. Play games all I'm weekend. sorry. I'm sorry. Poor Cubitos. Cubitos gets such a bum rap. <laughs> Like I know I bust I like if it had stones I break them but like um it's just that's funny. I'm sorry, I, it's that's it's just the variety of dice. Like you sit down and you're like, "Oh, I've got these gray dice and they do this and these dark gray dice and they do this." And then it's like, "Oh, well, here's eight more dice and each one of them does something different and you have to read and they could potentially affect two different fi- like I think it was just overwhelming for them to sit down and never play the game before. And then look at the sheer amount of options and be like, okay, what do I do? And you can try to explain it, but like until you play it, you don't, you don't really know. Some of the dice (laughs) could combo off each other and you just don't see it or whatever. So it was just, and and honestly, the game for what it is, you're just an animal racing around a track and you roll dice to do it. It does take a really long time to play. (laughs) It could be quicker if like the people playing it knew how to play it and it would go more quickly, but because it's almost never the case, like we're always trying with new people, it goes fairly slow. So they just get disinterested. So I see where it comes from, but I, I think I still think it's a very good game. Just hard to get to the table and hard to convince people to try it because there's so many other things out there to play. All right, uh, packs. We're going to packs Friday. Packs, packs, packs to packs. Sunday. Cannot wait. But one of the best weekends of the year, I think, for for a gaming angle and uh, we're bringing some games with us last year we got a little overzealous i think i brought like eight games you brought like 12 games <laughs> i was gonna say i, I had like three played, bags <laughs> yeah i think we played plus we bought stuff there and we yeah. played what, some of the stuff we bought but i think we played i don't know two three games from each bag and like three of yours and three of mine and then some stuff we bought and that was it so we yeah. scaled back this year and we're going to chat a little bit now about the the games we're bringing along and why we're bringing them. So I have five. Technically, one's a two-player, but it's a, a nice little filler when we're bored or, you know, two guys are stuck in the bathroom uh, getting rid of the, the burritos from the prior night. But uh, why don't you start oh, I with – I can't with wait for chorizo. Oh, the- <laughs> chorizo's going to be so good. Oh, I can't wait to. Uh, El Limon, if, if you're in the uh, north of Philadelphia, is a, a – fantastic Mexican restaurant in the Ambler area and they have some of the best chorizo and mole I've ever had at a Mexican restaurant. So cheers to them. Keep doing what you're doing. And that's the thing because I'm not a huge sort of fancy eater but um, these tacos are amazing. Yeah. I don't know if I'd put them in the fancy. (laughs) I think fancy for you is anything that isn't a nugget (laughs) or a hot pocket. But yeah, it's it's really good. It's really good Mexican nice. food, and it's like you you can go to a lot of Mexican places and not always get like what you would call truly authentic Mexican food. But these these folks know what they're doing. The food is fantastic. But yes, we're going to do that. I don't know if we're going to do that both nights. Maybe we will this year. I pity the bathrooms or whoever has to clean them afterwards. But yeah, whatever. Who knows? That's the risk you run. 
So what are you bringing? Let's go down. We'll, we'll just. So alternate. are we going to go? You want to? Yeah, you want to flip flop? All right. Yeah, why don't you so, start us off? All right. So the first one um, I'm bringing is uh, a game called Creature Comforts. Um, since we neither one of us want to uh, get a hernia from bringing the Everdell uh, <laughs> complete collection uh, to the hotel. Um, I thought I would get the scale down sort of simpler version. Um, actually, uh, and it's sort of uh, inspired loosely by it, but um, this is from Kids Table Board Games uh, and it's called Creature Comforts. And this has worker placement. It has uh, sort of set collection. It's got tableau building and um, all while rolling dice and using your own um, personal dice pool, but then a community dice pool. So um, I'm hoping this would, again, it plays five. Um, so it could, uh, hopefully um, people enjoy it. It's a nice, simple uh, game. Um, hopefully not too much uh, turn angst. Um, but it's amazing art, uh, fun gameplay. Uh, and that is Creature Comforts. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that one out. And, and another one that I suggested you to bring, which I won't spoil, but those two I think are the highest on my list. Uh, I don't know enough <coughs> about the other ones that you're bringing, but those two very much intrigue me, especially Creature Comforts. Yep. Uh, I'm bringing a classic that we've played many times and continue to love, and it's perfect at five players because we'll have five there this year, and that is Nidavellir, the, uh, the dwarf bidding game. I don't even know what else to call it. Uh, we, we dick, you know, dicked around with the scores on theme, uh, gave it pretty low ratings, but that game is pretty damn fun. Yeah. And I do have the Thing of Valir expansion, so shut your mouth. And I'm going to bring that down to PAX and we're going to play some Nid of Valir. I still need to get the, like, actual metal coins for that game. Of all the games that I have not, like, deluxified, yeah, that you is have more metal coins. You have, like, the Scrooge McDuck of metal coins for <laughs> board games, and yet the one game that needs it the most, you don't even come close. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I remember you had sent me a link to order them, and they sold yeah. out, like, right away because people want them so bad. And I cannot believe that, like, uh, BGG hasn't put that in their store at all, like – there's got to be demand for that. Yeah. Plus, there's a new expansion coming out, too. So, maybe the, yeah. the coins will be coming back in rotation. Well, that will be on my purchase list because I really want that. But, yes, Nidavellir yeah. is such a fantastic bidding game. I hope – you know, I don't know if we ever played it at five. It should be pretty fun at five, actually, as long as it's yeah, not – Yeah, I think a, we've only done it at four. Onk, Onk's a little more in-depth than Nidavellir. I'm not too worried about time with that game. So, I'm looking forward to five-player Nidavellir. should be a good time. All right. So my next game, I believe, is Ryan's uh, number one uh, pick to try. Yes, and it that is. is Flamecraft. And Flamecraft is a card, uh, sort of a, a card laying, dragon drafting, uh, sort of set collection, engine building, or more like sequence building. Um, again, another family weight fun game um, that I have the Uber Deluxe Edition from Kickstarter. So I'm hoping that the table will be big enough. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, this one, um, again, very simple, easy to get to the table. Uh, taught my son 
his attention span was good enough to get through it, so I think we'll be fine with the guys. Um, <laughs> same thing with creature burn or a compliment. Or <laughs> well, a little it bit is of column A. Why can't it be both? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then um, same thing with creature comforts. Again, it's a simple, uh, simple game, but yet there's a lot of depth uh in hidden in this sort of um in these themes that's what i've been reading about it the most is that it's it's very sort of childlike on the outside and kind of simplistic yeah. in terms of mechanics and stuff but the more you play you start to see you know a lot more um decision depth and strategic depth and i i know like when you set up to it's not always the same set of cards or scoring conditions yeah. right there's some randomness to that yeah, there's a lot of randomization with the locations and of the yeah. goals and objectives. Um, so, but yeah. Yeah, that looks like one of those games that I would play, enjoy, and then be like, please immediately re-rack this, and I want to try it. Like, I have a feeling if I don't win that first game, I'm going to want to play Flamecraft <laughs> at least two more times over the course of the weekend. And it's like the deluxe version, even the basic version, but the deluxe Kickstarter version is really nice. Oh yeah, this has metal coins. <laughs> it has uh, dragon dragon minis. Uh, it's got a play mat. Um, trying to think what else was the deluxification. There's something else. There's another component that's just uh, insane. Um, yeah, but yeah, it looks it's beautiful. beautiful. Yes, very excited to play that. That is definitely my number one on your list. Uh, second one for me is Libertalia: The Winds of Galecrest, which is the reinvented Libertalia from Stonemeyer. We got to play this uh, a couple months ago, and I think everybody had a good time, and it does support five players, which is a big reason why I'm bringing it. Um, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good adaptation of Libertalia. I think it was really fun. There's a little bit of take that there, which is good with our group. We have some folks that enjoy that and some folks that uh, enjoy giving it back, and the games are pretty close. It's an interesting one. I don't think I have any others in my collection like that where you kind of share the same card pool and act out differently and how things go with the shuffle. And so it's, it's pretty fun. I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes at five. The only other one I was thinking about taking over top of that was cosmic frog, but just because of the length of the game, I decided Libertalia was probably a better choice knowing that we want to try to get through more stuff over the weekend versus last yeah. time. When I think we spent four hours on one game of blood rage. Um, well, again, it was new for me relearning it again and then yeah. new for three people. So um, that's a setup nightmare too honestly that's a yeah. big game big big game but fun yeah i did enjoy it so yeah libertalia is is uh the second game i'm bringing what's your third so my third is one of my um sort of um what the heck were they called grail games of 2022 uh and that is called bad company uh and bad company um is take takes a little bit of machi koro and and Catan mechanics from a dice rolling standpoint where when you roll dice, um, those will trigger certain members of your gang and you can upgrade your gang members as you go. Um, and you're trying to outrun the cops. So you can get a lot more bonuses on your turn and you're trying to recruit more people in your, in, in your gang, um, all while trying to sort of steal and burgle these these um, coveted gems and you want to be the last person holding them at the end of the game because uh, they're worth more points um, so again this one is just uh, I, I had a lot of fun with it my wife really enjoyed it my son enjoyed it 
Um, I thought, um, I, I thought the group would really dig it again, simple to set up, simple to play. Um, not, not too complicated, not too crazy. Um, just fun, you know, and I think that's what you'll see on this list is we, we tried to find yeah. the fun in games. Um, this, this go round, um, which you'll hear when you talk some of Ryan's next ones as well. Um, but some, some minor newer ones that I know, hopefully we will have all the, the same feelings on. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to choose from. It's hard to always pick the fun stuff, but then you got to look at the five player count, see what's going to work and think yeah. that weighed into yeah. some of the decision making here. But yeah, that's one I'm looking forward to playing too. I've seen nothing but really positive things about it. And it's funny if you go into board game, you can look at it and they kind of say like players like players who played this also enjoy Half the games that we're mentioning here are on that same list, and then another half of the games were stuff we would bring if it was just four players, like uh, Meadow and some other suggestions. So, yeah. good company for bad company. Ooh, that was a good one. Great segue. Look at Ryan. you. Look at I you, know. Ryan. Poet number three for me. <laughs> number three for me is one of my favorites from 2022 uh, that we played as a group of four, and that was Brian Baru. High King of Ireland, which is also a five player, which is awesome. Uh, I had a blast playing this game every time we played. And I think everybody else enjoyed it too, even though Brad, I don't think Brad wrapped his head around the game completely, but I think he's had enough now that there's no more excuses. Buck up or get out. I think he can do it. <laughs> I think he can win. He's my dark horse pick for the Brian Brew champion of, of the PAX 22 weekend, but we'll see. Uh, really fun trick taking game. We're, I don't, we don't have any other trick taking games on the lists. I don't think you were, you were thinking about bringing American Psycho, but dropped it, uh, in favor yeah. of some other, I think of Flamecraft or maybe, I don't know, but, well, um, I'm, there might be a trick taking game in the bag. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, all right. Yeah. Fall <laughs> I don't backs. Know. I'm throwing a, <laughs> we'll a backup see. in the bag. I'll mention too. So, but yeah, um, Brian Brew's kind of area control trick taking, uh, not really set collection, kind of a mix of a couple different elements, but the trick taking is the meat of the game. And I think every time we all played it, we had a really good time with it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think probably because I beat the shit out of all of you the last time no, we played may have something to do with it, but um, I love that game. So I'm looking forward to trying it at five. So that's Brian Baru, the high King of Ireland. What's number four for you? So my Long, fourth dramatic pause. Yeah, so my fourth is um, a game that when you talk about games like Brian Boru, games like Libertalia, um, even you know some of um, some of the other games that we mentioned today, there's another game that I've played and I've owned for a while, um, but I had to unwrap it for packs. <laughs> Because I also had to put in four expansion factions. Uh, and that is a game called Dogs of War. It is a Palo Mori Simon game. And what's unique about this is you are trying to sway uh, different wars uh, and different factions. You have a secret faction that you secretly are part of. So you want them to score the most at the end of the game. So factions will gain and lose points throughout the game, but it's a sort of, so it's got like a tug of war style, 
but we're all playing on multiple lanes of war. And um, yeah, it definitely is interesting. And I thought with this group, this game, knowing the other games that we have, this game, I think would also really be highly regarded with this group of people. Um, I played it, like I said, I only, I played it one time and it was just really, really good where like you didn't know who was what faction towards the end. Like you can sort <laughs> of think about it. Like you can be like, Oh, I guarantee you're this faction. And then you flip your board over. You're like, nah, sorry. Um, but what's cool is, uh, there is a symmetry between the factions. Uh, so you are one like sort of, I guess like a house who's vying for, you know, these, these realms. Um, and, uh, you, your powers are, uh, different than other people's powers. So, um, and it's done with little card play, uh, that does the tug of war. So, um, it's, it's fun. Um, and I think, like I said, I think our team or guys will like it. So, yeah, I'm intrigued. I don't even, I, yeah. I honestly don't know anything about it. I haven't really looked into it because I kind of want to be surprised when you whip it out onto the table. But yeah, I, uh, so, I'm intrigued. It, so it came with an insert, right? This is the best part. So it came with an insert, but then when you throw the four factions in, you can't use the insert. So I had to gut the <laughs> insert, throw the insert away to put the factions in the box. I was like, oh, Simon, you tried so hard and you failed so hard. Like, <laughs> it's about right for them. I don't, so no bad. big boxes, not great inserts, or not enough inserts. Ugh, so bad. Yeah. When we played Ankh, I've been trying to move away. So I made custom foam core uh, containers for every god, their Ankh tokens, their bases, and a space for uh, follower tokens. And it also fits their battle cards, and it fits their um, merged, like, board there's like a small cardboard board that describes what happens when you merge and their powers and stuff and i got all those made they all fit in one box along with the camel tokens and the rest of the followers and some rule books and some other stuff and i want to get all the models out of the others boxes so i could just have one onk box and then have like an army bag where i store all the miniatures for the game and i can't fit it all one army bag it's just ridiculous like (laughs) I wish they would just make a big box for that like Everdell has. I look at that Everdell box and I'm like, Jesus H. Christ with rollerblades on. That thing is huge. And it's not going to fit on my calyx. But you put it on top and it just looks so nice. Like the <laughs> art is on, on it is cool. The lettering is foil. Like It's just such a cool looking box. You open it, everything's so well done inside. Like, Why don't they do this stuff? I, I don't know. Because people would buy it. They're trying to make Iron Maiden miniatures right now. Make a big box instead, you bastards. Yeah. Exactly. You bastards. All right. Uh, number four for me is a bit of a cheat, and it's because you requested it, and I I agree with your request, and that is War Chest. Uh, we've talked about it in every freaking episode since the first time we played it, I feel like. And uh, the, our fifth coming this year is Kirby, and he played it last time and got smacked around like a redheaded stepchild. And so we feel like we need to give him another shot. So it's coming along, and uh, someone will have to sit out and watch, but that's okay because uh, – you know, it's war chest. It's worth watching. It's just a a battle of wits and and bag draws and luck, and it's just such a good game. So it's it's actually definitely included. We're not going to leave it at home. Can't uh, can't leave that one at home. That one's too good. No. Agreed. I mean, we could almost do that tournament style where you put names <laughs> in a hat and pick your partner. 
could. We could. You know, even with five. I wish I would love a, a larger board to do it at six and war chest at six would just be absolutely nuts. But, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see that in the future. So, uh, did you have a fifth or an honorable mention? <clears throat> no, I just know we're also bringing, uh, Isle of Cats and Moonrakers. We are our two yes. other games that are joining the, uh, packs, uh, sort of bags of games to play. Uh, Moonrakers was a hit last year at PAX. Um, so we felt it was uh, only fitting that it comes back. Uh, and then Isle of Cats was a new one that, again, came out of nowhere for Ryan and I and, and others this year that, again, most people have known and loved Isle of Cats for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, this was our first year playing it. So uh, Knocked our paws saying. off. <laughs> yes. Knocked her whiskers right off her faces. Our kid so. mittens fell right off our, our paws. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Moonrakers, I think we played twice after PAX. We liked it so much. And I still want to play yep. more of it. Um, and then Isle of Cats is just a solid game. And I don't think, uh, I don't think you're going to be able to hold on to your title again. I think people are starting to figure that game out finally, but we'll see. We'll see. What, Isle of Cats? Yeah. You've, I, mean, I think you won the last two times we played, right? You mean the fact that I'm amazing at it? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you are. I'm not going to deny it. Just like I uh, embarrass you all, Brian Baru, you, you for some reason are good at saving cats on boats. I don't know why. If we ever run into that in real life, I know who to call. Uh, I am bringing one other game, and that is Mindbug, because it's a tiny box of cards. And if we get stuck where we just have two people down at breakfast waiting for everybody else to wake up might as well bring down a deck of cards and play some mind bug i love that game it's so much fun it has some elements of like snap to it in a way and uh clash of decks a little bit like we've talked about before and a little bit of mtg at at its core because it is a richard garfield card game and he's been drawn off that well for many years but great game might as well bring it along if we have some time for some two-player stuff that's my my drug of choice so that's getting thrown in the bag as well so that is our list. That's a lot of stuff to play, and I don't know if we're going to play all that. And on top we're of not. that, we're not. No, we're, we're going to buy more. <laughs> we're not. We are going to buy more, and so now we're going to hop into our uh, our little "What are we looking for?" segment at PAX. We each have a, a short list. I have a really long list of things, but I'll be honest, I'm not buying all of them, or I'll come home and just get Rochambeau right in the in the am bag. So I'm only uh, selectively picking a handful of things. That are, these are my top five. If I can pick them up, I'm going to. And if not, oh, well, but at least one of them has to come home with me or I'll be a sad little boy. So I'll, I'll start us off. Um, there's one obvious one that I'm going to buy, and I'm almost certain it's going to be at PAX. But if it's not, that's okay, because I'll get it as soon as it comes out. And that's the Meadow expansion. Meadow is one of my favorite games I own. Very chill, fun game, relaxing, not terribly difficult, but not easy either. Competitive in, in some ways with the, you know, the fireplace spots. The meadow expansion is going to add water features and water creatures. So there's going to be some additional mechanics there. You're kind of floating down a river or hiking next to the river, whatever it is. Um, that's a no brainer for me. And meadow again is one of my favorite games. So adding some additional things to make meadow even more meadowy is. So that's an A plus in my book. So if it's there, I'm picking that up. I, I have no idea if it's actually going to be available. For some reason, I keep thinking it's early 2023, but who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky and see some copies. I think the it was supposed to be 2020. It was supposed to be Q4, but I don't know. It's yeah, I may have with everything going on. Who knows? Yep. Hopefully, it's there. If it is, I'm definitely buying it. If not, oh well, we'll, we'll get it early next year for sure. 
All right. So my first one is a game that actually has been out for a while. Um, but I'm hoping that uh, a convention may have a, uh, a, a sale on it. <laughs> um, but perhaps, and this is from Adam's Apple's, Adam's Apple Games, uh, called Planet Unknown. Uh, and this ah, was yes. one, uh, I believe it was Phil Walker Harding mentioned it when we, when we interviewed yep. him, uh, a few months back. And I've been watching this and the price really fluctuates on this game for some reason. And I haven't been able to just pull the trigger on it yet. Um, but it, it's like a sort of a, a tile placement or like a polyomino placement game where you're unlocking abilities and, you know, tracks, you know, uh, you know, spaces on tracks, uh, as, as you're building out your little world. Um, and again, it just looks silly and fun and simple. So, uh, and again, with Phil's recommendation, um, this was, you know, on my list. Um, so uh, again, it's been out for a while, but I'm hoping that'll be a decent price. Yeah. A lot of good buzz around that game. A lot of good feedback. Um, I've, I saw a lot of, praise for that and wormholes right around the same time. So both of those were kind of hot items for a little while. My next one, which I highly doubt I'll see at PAX, but I would like to be able to pick it up, is a game called Sauce-Sharf. I think that's a, <laughs> I'm going to say German word for like hot sauce, but um, I know this is not widely available right now and being able to find a copy is probably not very likely. But it's um, basically in the game you're, you're converting chili peppers into hot sauce. Um, depending on your difficulty, you start with a certain number of cards in your hand and then the display gets filled with other cards. Um, and it's kind of a little bit of like set collection and combination of cards. Uh, and then you kind of get some scoring out of that. So it's another, uh, you know... Wolfgang Kramer game, which I enjoy some of his stuff, and I'm looking forward to seeing it in person, hmm. but there's a chance it won't be there. I know it was at Essen, and there wasn't much there, and I don't know if there's reprints coming to the U.S. anytime soon, because it wasn't available here yet. So if I can find it, I'm going to snag it. It's supposed to be a pretty fun, quick card game, um, but if not, you know, I'll have to wait and see. So I'll keep my eye out for that. What's next for you? So... uh the next one, again, from Adam's Apple Games, uh, it's a game called Four Humors. Uh, and this is a game that I believe is just starting to fulfill to backers right now, or maybe the backers already got it and it's almost coming to retail. And I, I remember it when it was on Kickstarter and I just didn't really think too much of it. You know, at, at first glance, I was like, eh, I don't know. But then, when we play games like Brian Boru um, or Flamecraft, uh, this sort of seems to combine those two, uh, some of the mechanisms in those two games into one. And basically, you're uh, a doctor in medieval times, and there are these locations that get put out uh, that correspond to a location on a map. And you get a specific set of cards that are randomized, uh, you know, you, you know, it's never the same cards. Uh, and basically it's a, they're actually like little discs, almost like, uh, your, uh, vagrant song discs. Yeah. Right. Where you get, a, and there'll be four different colors. They'll either be yellow, red, black, or white. 
And depending on um, how many spots on the card need to get filled up, they'll win differently. So, like, if you have one white um, on the card, that one that that one white disc wins that card. However, if you have two uh, or more red uh, on on a card, then the two or more you know would win. Or if you have exactly two black things um, on the on the card, then they win. And then any number of uh, of like yellows or whatever. So like they each score uniquely, and they're randomized what you get each round to play with. And then what you're trying to do is you're trying to win these cards, which correspond to locations that correspond to a map, and you get to then put your color token on the map. And then throughout the game. There's different scoring conditions based on the map formations. So it's got like layers to it, right? Where you're playing the small game here, which affects the big game up here, but you're playing the big game up here to win these cards, uh, to get the scoring points there. Um, and it's just, it just looks again more, you know, I guess had I, had we been playing when this game was out on Kickstarter, I might have picked it up. Um, but I don't know if I would have looked at it without games like Brian Boru or, or even yeah. Flamecraft. Um, you know, the, you know, some of the mechanisms in those games, but now I'm like, okay, I do like this mechanism or this mechanic. So, um, that's called four humors. Um, I do have a message into Adam's Apple if they were going to be at PAX. I didn't see them on the list. Um, and, uh, if they weren't, I was hoping that there would be some booth that would be carrying their stuff, but those are two on my list that, you know, I, I just, I would be excited to play. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like fun to me. Hopefully you are able to snag a copy. Um, my next one's another one that's just fulfilled recently from Kickstarter and that is Oak. Uh, there's a lot of people that got copies back in early November, October, um, not sure again, if I'm going to see copies of it, but if I do, I'll probably pick one up, whether it's deluxified or not. Um, you're kind of the, like the leader of a, a Druid clan or group. Um, and you're trying to basically outdo your opponents in terms of like, uh, pleasing some ancient Oak spirit or whatever. Um, there's a lot of worker placement, set collection, some hand management, some card drafting, um, just looked really interesting to me and, and supposedly has a really good solo mode as well. So, um, one to four players usually takes like an hour and a half to play. Uh, again, it was on Kickstarter, so I don't know if I'm going to see it or not, but, uh, I really enjoyed the art style for it. I think the gameplay looks pretty interesting. So I'm going to keep my eye out for Oak. This was not one that was on my, my list of, uh, things I was excited for earlier. Just kind of popped up recently after taking a look at the Kickstarter. So, if I find it, I might snag it, but we'll see. It's kind of like Saw Sharf and, uh, you know, the Meadow expansion. It may not be terribly available, in which case, Swamp Womp. So we'll see. I'll keep an eye out. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you know, it's funny what you mentioned about that because the Oak was on my saved list. I go back every once in a while to my saved Kickstarters, yeah. right? And there was just something about it. And so I'm with you. I think the the game just looks stellar. Um, I, I like the aspects of, of, of being a druid, you know, um, yep. almost like how the, you know, the, was it the bard song where they were all bards kind of characters? Um, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, the worker placement so, yeah, definitely. aspect of this was interesting to me too. I don't 
have a ton of good worker placement games that I really like. And this one, the rule set kind of, you know, bounced off me at first. And then I read into it more. I was like, okay, I can see where this could be pretty fun and strategically deep enough to stay interesting for a while. And between that and the card drafting and hand management, it looked not complicated, but enough to, to be crunchy. So I, I'm going to keep an eye out for it. I hope I can find it. We'll see. All right. So my number three, um, I believe just hit uh, retail or is coming very soon. So it should definitely be hopefully at PAX. And it could be AEG's um, big game for the convention. Um, and that is a game called Challengers. And this is the um, the drafting capture the flag game where there's all these different crazy wacky characters. Oh, yeah. I saw this. This does and, look really fun. And then you're sort of almost like playing a game of war in a way where you're, you know, the highest number or whatever, unless there's a card that changes the rules, then you get the flag. And then whoever has the most points, uh, you know, again, ends up winning, right? But it sort of reminds me of that um, that Rick and Morty episode with, like, all those different characters that kept, like, being different aliens or whatever. <laughs> and then they just kept shooting them in yeah, the head. So the it was like shifters. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, you know, a ghost in a jar and, and the, that <laughs> lamb that tinkles the lamb. Like, it just reminds me of that sort of weirdness, right? Like, the box has, like, a, a rubber, a giant rubber duck, a T-Rex. Um, you know, the, the, some of the car- the cards that you can see are, like... Some OP arena um, channeled in there. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little OP, but then there's, like, you know, just, like, a generic, like, hero or heroine. And then there's, like, a clown. But it looks <laughs> like there's, like, tons of cards in this game. Um I'm trying to look at the, the, the total amount. I don't see it. That just doesn't list the contents of how much. Enough that the variety is going to be, uh, make the replay value go through the roof. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, so yeah, this one again just looked silly and fun. Um, so this was Challengers. That was my number three. And it's going to be from AEG, I believe, is the booth that's going to be having it. Well, I. Um, I have good news. AEG is going to be there, so there's a good chance yeah. if it's there, they're going to have it. Because uh, that's that was one of the biggest booths last year with all the COVID stuff going on. Um, and they that's where I picked up a whole bunch of stuff, including Cascadia. So I will be hitting them up again, uh, maybe, maybe picking up a copy of something else. Not that if you're getting it, though. Uh, number four for me is, again, another one I'm probably going to have trouble getting. But if I can find it, I'm definitely getting this. And it's a co-op game called Roll Camera. Um, you basically roll and place dice to try to cooperate with your partner to try and film a movie. And you're dealing with a bunch of different departments, the camera, lighting crew, actors, VFX, sound. Uh, and you're trying to get through all these you know, gateways and requirements to film this movie properly based off some random card draws. Um, it looks really fun and really interesting. Again, I love co-ops in this house. My wife enjoys playing them. The kids enjoy playing them. This one's a very unique theme and kind of a role in place co-op. I don't have any of those that I can think of. Um, so pretty high on my want to get list, uh, but it was released in 2021 and it's extremely hard to find copies for. So I think my hopes of finding it are going to be pretty low, but I'm going to keep my eyes out while I'm there for it as well as check, uh, 
you know, the, the board game exchange subreddit has a lot of folks going to packs that are selling games or trading games. And so I'm going to keep my eyes peeled there too, to see if I can find somebody that's getting rid of a copy of it. Um, but that's roll camera. And there is an expansion called like the B sides or B takes or something like that. Um, which just adds additional mechanics to the game to make it even better. So if I can snag both of those, I definitely will, but that's roll camera. Hmm. Interesting. I think I've seen that for several times. I just never jumped out at me, almost like an Isle of Cats type of thing. Yeah, I mean, but. it's it's different. It's it, I have a fair amount of co-ops now, like Dark Tower and, and you know, Dice Throne Adventures and Stardew Valley and Vagrant Song and Kitchen Rush, and, but it's really nothing uh, role in place like that. So I figured that could be a good change in mechanics, but also it's just kind of a tongue-in-cheek, like goofy, cartoony-style uh, presentation for filming a movie and it's like you know yeah. some of the the cards you get is like the actors being moody or you know all kinds of weird stuff like that that could potentially impact the filming of of something and just look like fun look like something cool to try so just wish it wasn't so hard to get but we'll see maybe it'll be there maybe not okay so my number two is again it just came out this year and I think it's from Pandasaurus is publishing it, or it's coming, you know, for the United States, I guess, or North America. It's coming from Pandasaurus. And it's, uh, it's a, a game called Aura, Aura Calcum, which is, um, sort of a set in the Greek mythology sort of time frame. And what you're trying to do is you have your own sort of tableau in front of you. Um, where, um, you're trying to explore certain lands, you're trying to conquer certain monsters. Uh, it's almost like a baby 4X in a way, right? Um, but it's fast paced and highly strategic. You know, it's, you know, making sure you do the right things at the right time. You know, recruiting, uh, you know, people into your, you know, your sort of your, your town. Um, you know, when to construct certain buildings that come into your sort of like your little tableau. It's like a little map. Um, I guess there's a centralized board where everything that you can do happens, but then those things that you accomplish come onto your own player board. Um, and basic, you know, again, it's a, it's a, you know, whoever has the most points at the end, but, um, but it just looks fun. Uh, again, you know, going with the themes of what we're talking about, like, uh, it, you know, there's not too much that I know about it, but just the little bit I have seen or the little bit I've heard, I, I really, um, I'm intrigued by this one and it's, uh, oral, or or a chalcum or a chalcum. It's or calcum. I think, I think you're right. Or a calcum. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. got a really unique look to it. The component style is, is cool. Um, the gameplay looks really fun and it's kind of different. And the art style reminds me of, um, of, uh, Santorini in a way. I know the guy that, yes. that did the illustrations did Bunny, uh, Bunny Kingdom. It's Paul Mafayan, I think is his name. Um, Yeah. He's, uh, yes. he's a good illustrator, but the art style is really cool and the presentation is cool. The components look really cool and the gameplay actually looks pretty interesting. So, yeah, I think it's a good choice. I'm excited to try that if you do pick it up. 
Yeah. So this one again, it's it 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 was weird. I I knew about it. Uh, I had it on my like mini market wish list, and then uh, you know I was just like, ah, eh. it just then lost favor. And then I, I saw a couple of videos on it, and I was like, hmm, that seems very interesting. I'll definitely like to try it. Um, so hopefully cool. I can get that one. Yeah, I'd be willing to try if we're gonna play it. It's uh, interesting to me. Uh, the last one on my list is my number one by far. And God, please let it be there because I really want to play this game really bad. And it's War of the Ring, the card game. They redid War of the Ring and they make it a card game now. And it's gotten tons of good feedback so far from the people that have played it. Uh, four player is supposed to be absolutely amazing. So I really want this game. I really hope there's copies available. I will be hunting down uh, wherever this is. I can't even remember who the publisher is. I have it written down, but I don't have it in front of me. I will be taking a look at the expo list ahead of time to find that publisher so I can just sprint over to there and be like, where's the copies? <laughs> Give me one now. Here's my money. And then just covet in the corner like Gollum. Um, so, yeah. I just picture I would- that, that, that fry, that fry gif. Take the <laughs> just throw money at him. Yes. So I will be, uh, I will absolutely be getting that if it's there. And I absolutely am going to bother the rest of you to play it while we're there over the weekend because it's just, it looks like something. It's, it's a really, um, <clears throat> Sophie's choice with cards. So you get cards, you, they have multi use. You can choose to discard them to play other cards. So basically the cards you discard, I think, provide the energy to play cards. So you can cycle to see them later. So for example, if there's something that has a really powerful ability and you want to save it for a really impactful moment, you can cycle them to get them later, but you may not see them at the right time. There's also sort of playing cards like uh, in Watergate that you use once and they're removed from the game. So you can get that powerful effect, but never see the card again. So there's that balance of when to play something, when to truly purge it for the powerful effect or when to just cycle it and save it for later. And I know there's multiple things that you can apply these cards to, the path that the hobbits are taking to get to the Mount, to Mount Doom to destroy the ring. Uh, Isengard is one of them. I think uh, um, Gondor is one of them. So there's a whole lot going on. I think you play the shadow versus the light. So it's like, you know, the free peoples and the, uh, you know, Gandalf and such versus Sauron and cave trolls and all that jazz. So, it looks like a faithful adaptation of the board game. Uh, it's got nothing but amazing feedback so far. And I think at four players, it's probably going to be one of the most fun things we play over the weekend if we can get it. So high, high, high on my list. Please let it be there. Board game gods. Yeah, I am also praying and worshiping to make sure that this gets there so we could try this because I wanted to play this game so bad. Um, 100% with you. Um, I hope it's there because I definitely want to play it. Yep. It I, just uh, looks so good. And I know that they're talking about – there. Are, one of the designers already sort of hinted at expansions coming because uh, some people were like, why isn't the Horn of Boromir in the game? And like, you know, narrating <laughs> it to the full extent of Lord of the Rings <laughs> as they do. And he kind of confirmed like, yeah, there's some stuff in the works. So uh, that's exciting. If, if I do pick it up, I'll be – Looking forward to an expansion next year. But yeah, that's by far and away number one in the list. And if we get it, we're playing it. No no questions asked. I'll even sit out just to watch you guys play and explain the rules because I just <laughs> I want to play that game or at least watch it get played. So nice. that's uh, number one for me. 
<clears throat> so my number one is um, sort of unique game that uh, I guess I guess just came out this year. Uh, it should be coming to retail. Hopefully, it's already there. I know it's been sent around. There's been some review copies circulating, circulating, uh, and it's a game called The Great Split. And basically, uh, you are drafting cards, but then you're going to split the cards into two groups and pass some and uh, pass cards to your neighbor. Um, but your neighbor is then also going to be drafting cards and splitting and then passing you cards. So it definitely takes the um, concept of drafting and then brings in that, like, I split, you choose, you know, mechanic. So it just seems so unique and fun. Um, and the, what you're drafting and splitting are these sort of resource cards that move your specific character up a track. And as you uh, move up this track, things unlock. There's a mid-game scoring mechanism. So you're trying to plan for the mid-game while also trying to plan for the end game. And at the end of the game, whoever has the highest score wins. Um, but this just looks just silly and, and fun. Um, but yet so again, unique. Um, uh, you know, and I, I know, you know, I've talked about this a couple of times where we try to find games that are different that we don't have something similar in the collection. Yeah. Um, cause it's getting harder and harder to find something. So something has to really stand out and be different. And this one definitely because of the, you know, again, the draft with the tracks and the splitting choosing, it could bring something unique and different to the collection. So I'm looking forward to that. That's called the great split. Yeah. That one sounds like a lot of fun and isn't another one that like the fun rating, if we were to review it today would be quite high. Um, that's kind of what I was going with Sawshark too. It's it's like I played a lot of card games where you do set collection. I haven't played a lot of card games where you kind of do the set collection, but you're also holding back to play at the right time while gambling a little bit while doing it because you could potentially score more points. Kind of similar to the way Morels works. So yeah, it's finding those those games that take the mechanics that are out there one or two steps further to create something unique. And there's you know, a lot of fun in the games that don't have those extras and the ones that do just add that extra spark sometimes that make it just different enough to buy, different enough to own. So that one sounds fun too. Uh, if we can pick up just two out of each of our lists, it's going to be <laughs> – and I'm, I'm hoping I can find all five because if I can, I'm picking all five up. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting list. I still have like another 10 games, uh, on my list to look for, but those are the, those are the ones I'm most excited about. And probably more than likely four of those five will not be available. I'll be surprised if I see Saw Sharf, uh, Roll Camera in the Meadow expansion, just because I know Saw Sharf hasn't had a U.S. printing yet. Roll Camera is just extremely hard to get. And Meadow maybe I might be ahead of the, the distribution curve here, but. Oak and War of the Ring, maybe War of the Ring, almost definitely. I think because it was at, uh, you know, end of twenty twenty two was the release date. So, and I know Mini Market's taking pre orders. So, hopefully, we'll be able to snag some copies. But yeah, it should be exciting. We'll get out there early Friday and go shopping and see what we come home with. But even if we don't, Excellent. we've got some good lists to play, and I'm sure we're going to find some surprises there too, which we'll talk about. Plan is we'll uh, we'll recap in a couple weeks after we've had time to calm down after packs and go over some of the stuff we played and purchased. And uh, we'll have a recap episode up next uh, in a couple weeks for everybody to enjoy. So 
calm before the storm. However, the calm before the storm is always Black Friday and Cyber Monday, as you mentioned, which is just <laughs> terrible timing for a convention where we go buy board games. Uh, I was good. I only bought one thing. I'm assuming, based off your comments earlier, that you were not so uh, conservative and went a little little nuts. I know for sure you picked up some sale Marvel champion stuff, but what else did you do? What other damage have you done to your savings account? Yeah, so – um, so yes, there was the Marvel Champions mini market Black Friday sale, which I told you I wouldn't buy them ever unless they were all on sale. So I was able to pick up the Wasp True expansion, the hero, the hero pack for Wasp, the hero pack for Drax, the hero pack for Gamora, the hero pack for Ms. Marvel, and the hero pack for Thor. And then I was able to get the Guardians of the Galaxy big box expansion, which I believe that's the one that has Rocket and Groot um, as the characters. And I'm sure there's other stuff in there. But So that was my miniature market purchase. Uh, then. Um, <laughs> then. <laughs> then um, <laughs> Button Shy had a Black Friday sale. Uh, and it was new games. So, uh, they had two Battlecrest expansions and they had their newest, uh, button shy product called Wild Tales, which was a legacy game. Um, so, uh, I choose, I chose to purchase that and a recharge pack for that, uh, which again, I thought an 18 card legacy game was kind of intriguing to me. So I'm interested to see how it goes. Yeah. So I bought the recharge pack just in case I, I have, you know, it's good enough to play it again. So, um, so that was that. Uh, Man. then <laughs> I didn't know this came out, but they had it on sale, uh, was from unstable games. They had a here to slay expansion pack. Oh, nice. And here to slay is S L E I G H. So oh, it's all I see what holiday, holiday themed. And I guess there's new mechanics and a new win condition that it brings to the game. So knowing that there was more here to slay coming, uh, I also then finally pulled the trigger and got enough sleeves for the, the game so I could sleeve the whole thing up. Um, so that came from unstable. Now that is a gift from Santa, uh, that's coming. So from my son for, for Christmas is the here to slay expansion. Nice. <clears throat> then, <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a special at GameStop on the board games, which were buy one, get one free. So I picked up Funko's newest. Uh, sort of family weight game called Kingdom Ania, where it's, uh, almost like, uh, the pixel universe from, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, um, where you, um, you get, you know, these different packs and you don't know who you're getting, but you can play right from the pack. And your object is to get your, your sort of these two tokens to your, centralized location before these two glitches get, which are two other tokens before they get to the center location. However, each character is asymmetric, plays differently. And, um, if you play with somebody else, you can actually jump over to their world, help them, then jump back over to your world. Um, so it was kind of cool. I wanted to try it out. So 
Uh, and again, for a buy one, get one free. Uh, so, so I tried that out. So I picked that up. Then I went <laughs> to uh, a board game, a local board game store, since we were in the area on Saturday, which was a buy one, get one 75% off, which wow. is a really good deal. So I got the Taverns of Tiefenthal Open Doors expansion. Uh, I got the Harry Potter deck building potions and charms expansion. And I got two, uh, products for the new Soul Forge fusion game, which we talked about Richard Garfield earlier. Yeah. So that is also going to be in the bag in case that there's some t- downtime that people want to try that one as well. Nice. Um, so I got like a starter kit and then a battle kit or whatever it's called. So. I guess it's the only two products right now that are at retail, but getting those at, I mean, basically taverns and Harry Potter were 25 bucks a piece. And then the, the other things were under 40 for the two of them. So I'm like, okay, that's just a silly, silly no brainer. So I believe that's everything from my Black Friday board game stuff. <laughs> so. Oh, you have a problem. Yeah. But hey, sales, that's the right time to buy, right? Yeah. That's the right time to buy. Buy low, play high, right? (laughs) Or play in four years. (laughs) I I was tempted. I have been wanting to get Arkham Horror for a long time, the card game for a very long time. Didn't do it. Uh, There were sales all over the place. I held off. Uh, Elf Creek had a sale. I held off there. The only thing I bought... And I wanted to buy way more, but I'm being good because I really want to see what I can find at PAX Unplugged. Is Roxley makes iron clays, which are basically like super, super nice poker chips. And I do not have a set of poker chips. And I've been looking at those iron clays for quite some time. And they had a sale, twenty I think it was 20% off everything on the site. So I picked up the, not the huge set, but the next step down. Um, so, you know, four to six can play poker comfortably with them, but a set of iron clay, Roxley iron clays. So that was the only thing I got. I held off on everything else. I was very tempted to pick up some s- smaller stuff from miniature market as well as, uh, you know, the other stuff I mentioned, but that was the only thing I got. And it was very hard not to buy deluxe Radlands. I wanted that really bad. I love Radlands. Wouldn't mind owning a copy to play here with my son, but, uh, I held off on that too. Cause I don't think he'll play it with me. <laughs> he says he likes it, yeah. but, uh, you know, he quit dice throwing after one ultimate, so we'll see what happens with, with Radlands. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many good deals. There was so much stuff on sale for both game. Well, Mini Market had a ton, Roxley had some, and a bunch of other publishers yeah, I mean, had some. It was really hard to hold back. <laughs> but again, I've got Hamlet coming soon. That still hasn't arrived, but it should be here pretty soon. Uh, Frosthaven is very likely to arrive before the end of the year. Deep Rock Galactic is very likely – like I have stuff coming yet this the rest of this year. So probably not going to get to all that. Maybe I shouldn't be getting anything. So And then in terms of like co-op stuff, if I can get roll camera at PAX, that'll be great. I still haven't really played enough Spirit Island yet. Uh, we're working through Vagrant Song with our gaming group. I still haven't beat Paleo. So maybe I'll finish some of the other stuff first before I pick up Arkham Horror. But I really do want to get that at some point in time. It looks fun. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. We don't. Uh, do you want to talk about backed? 
<laughs> oh, was there backed yet? Did you back more? I didn't back anything. I didn't know if you – you haven't said if you backed anything recently. So, yeah, if you've got – Yeah, some. yeah, I did. I, I got two. <laughs> um, <laughs> one is um, uh, from the – from the, it's sort of the uh, successor to Creature Comforts. Uh, oh, yes, is a game yes, called Maple Valley. Right. We did talk about that. Uh, so I backed Maple Valley. Uh, I showed the the game, uh, the preview to my wife and son, and they both were like, oh, that looks great. I like it. So that was a no-brainer. I had to pull the trigger on that. And again, the price point was really good for the deluxe, so it's cool. And then Clash of Decks Season 3 came out oh, nice. uh, this past week. So another four expansions, I think. So looking forward to that. Again, really like Clash of Decks. Uh not sure how much more I can cram into it, but uh, we'll see. I still have the the big box from season two, so hopefully <laughs> it doesn't get too crazy. And then I have to get the bigger, bigger box. Right? But um, but yes, there were two two more games backed since we spoke last. And I do want to give a uh, a little shout out uh, to Stonemeyer Games. Um, I had received the Wingspan nesting box. Uh, the other day. And when I was going through and putting all the games and condensing everything and putting everything back into one box, there was one tiny little component missing <laughs> from the new Asian expansion. And I sent a little inquiry in. Stonemeyer Games had it back to me, you know, within like three days or something like that. It was crazy. Just for one tiny little component. Add some customer so, service. I just want to say thank you for Stonemeyer. Uh, you know, and again, I obviously they're busy black fighters coming up. Like I just, but I do appreciate it. And I just want to say thank you. We'll have to see if we can get, uh, Mr. Stonemeyer himself, Jamie on here and, and see if he's, yeah. uh, even though his last name's not Stonemeyer, I just like to say that, uh, <laughs> see if we can talk to him about, about publishing and design. And cause that, that guy's got, I'm sure he's got plenty to report on and it would be pretty interesting to listen to him and listen well, it's to funny. us we were ask talking questions about- like a bunch of fanboys. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny also too, you talk about, you know, Black Friday and everything. Like his whole thing, Stone Myers is like, go to your game stores. You're not gonna we're not gonna do anything for you. Yep. Which is kinda nice. I thought that was kinda cool. You know? Yeah. Go to your FLG FLGSs. You know. Yep. There was one I game I was toying with backing, but I didn't because of prior fulfillment issues uh with the company that published it. I think it's Archon. Studio, and that is the Heroes of Might and Magic three board game. Um, hmm. It's yeah, still got sixteen hours to go, but it's hit almost three and a half million dollars. Uh, that was one of my all time favorite video games, uh, Heroes of Might and Magic two and three. And to see a board game version, I was like, oh my god, I gotta own that. But I saw so many issues with the first round of that, and they're doing a second printing. Um, just too nervous about it. Like I'd rather buy an aftermarket copy. Um, cause they'll show up at some point in time, I think, especially with a yeah. second printing coming that I'm too nervous to back that one. And I've already got enough money tied up in Kickstarters. Um, so I'm just not going to bother, but that one was intriguing to me. Uh, price point was a little high, but you know, that's, that's some nostalgia for me and would probably translate pretty well to a board game too. But then again, I could just play the video game. So, and then the other one, uh, I'm not, um, not getting, it's already backed. But I got an update for it today. It's uh, Mercurial, uh, which is kind of like a dice drafting, dice rolling modification game. I got an update about it today. 
I think that might be one of the best productions of a board game I have seen from Kickstarter yet so far. It looks gorgeous. <laughs> nice. Today they had us vote on dice trays if we wanted le- like faux leather lined with uh, gold foil <laughs> trim or if we wanted um, sort of like a felt interior with like a, a matte gold, which was Talk a about the bit- white glove. Yeah, right? Like – I, I half want a bottle of Dom Perignon to come with the game um, <laughs> or some crystal or whatever, but it, it's just like, it's just beautiful. And I, I hope it's uh, arrives as beautiful as it looks so far in the campaign. Cause I'm excited to get that one. So there's so many games coming that I felt like I didn't need to back, but heroes was, I was close. I was, it was on my mind for a couple of days. Like, should I do it? Should I not? But it's just the feedback from the last one just scared me away. So we'll look for aftermarket. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, I wasn't so sure we'd be able to fill almost an hour and a half just talking about the little bit that we did, and we're about to be at an hour and 20 minutes. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive, but we can talk games, right? We can talk games yeah, all night. Yeah, we can. So we will be yes, back in a couple weeks' time with our PAX recap, and hopefully Ryan will be very happy because he got War of the Ring, the card game, and Ken will be very happy because <laughs> he got everything on his list because most of mine aren't going to be found and i imagine most of yours will be uh but until then i hope everybody has a good time if you do get to go to pax unplugged and if you see us there like you would ever know what we look like uh say hi we need to get play games lose friends hoodies or something so that people can look at us and be like oh god that guy or those guys um but yeah if you're going have a good time if you're not uh keep playing games and any final words of wisdom for our dear listeners until we return with our packs and plug coverage? Just uh, thank you again to Stonemeyer for your excellent customer service. I appreciate it. I also appreciate you, Stonemeyer. And I appreciate all of you, dear listeners, for tuning in. We'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. And until then, play games. Don't lose your friends. Later. Later.